Hey, podcast fans. Since you love Why Are You Laughing, that means you enjoy both comedy and history, which is why we think you'll love our show. It's called Midnight Facts for Insomniacs and features weekly deep dives into a variety of topics. It also features us, comedians and lifelong friends Shane Rogers and Duncan McEwen. So whether you're nocturnal, sleep-deprived, or just a fan of laughing and learning, we'll keep you entertained with more than 130 episodes covering everything from astrology to pirates to the history of personality tests. Just search for Midnight Facts in any podcast player to join the Midnight Masses. You know, I'm going to give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> start laughing. And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty-ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you the Anthony Cumia firing from Sirius XM and the Opie and Anthony show. Uh, if you've listened to this show long enough, you know that uh, I'm an old school Opie and Anthony fan. I've done a few episodes about them, the Sex for Sam firing, Jocktober, the breakup of Opie and Anthony. Um, I think we've done a couple bonus episodes on the Patreon. So uh, it's one, it definitely one of my favorite subjects to cover because it's, uh, it's something I'm the most interested in. Um, but this should be an interesting episode today because it's a rare one of the show. Like we're usually just, um, you know, going through the history of a storyline or a person. And, um, you know, there's very little opinion involved, but based on particularly stuff we've talked about on the blind Mike project, I know that this will be one that uh, I get a lot of people saying, that I am too easy on Anthony and I'm not bringing up enough of his, his backstory <laughs> I'm covering for him in some way. And then there's going to be other people um, that think I'm like shitting on him for some reason. And really I'm doing neither. I'm telling the story as I see it and uh, kind of how I've changed my opinion on it over the years. It, which it has changed in hindsight with nine years. I was, um, uh, let's see when Anthony got fired, I was probably about 22, 23 years old. And, uh, this is actually the nine year anniversary of his firing. It was a uh, July 4th weekend of 2014. And so, um, I was staunchly in the fuck this camp, fuck serious XM mm-hmm. stand with ant, all of that. And I would say like in hindsight, I still don't think he should have been fired, but I do think my opinion has uh, evolved w- with uh, time. And, you know, part of that I think is because of the world we live in, uh, which is the unfortunate thing I've learned about doing this podcast is that when you go back and look at certain things, we're looking at it through the lens of 2023, which isn't really fair to the event itself. You kind of have to take it, um, for what the, what the time was, but we will, uh, we will get into all of it and I'm curious what you guys think. So leave some, leave some feedback in the comments. Um, we got a, a complaint a couple weeks ago about the length of the Patreon promotion, which I don't think is that long, but today I would like to use this time to promote the fast forward button. I believe it's on <laughs> all podcast apps, uh, and the YouTube where you can, you can actually click ahead. You can even uh, drag the the time scroll uh, so you can really go in massive chunks. So if you want to skip forward, you are able to do that. Yeah. And uh, Approxim- approximately a minute from now, go to then. Yeah, yeah, and don't take this promotion as coercion um, to subscribe to the Patreon. You don't have to, but if you would like to, 
there will be a bonus episode related to this episode, um, which I will tell you about later. We're going to talk about one of Anthony's beefs that stemmed from this episode. And so if that interests you, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, you're actually getting this episode on Patreon two weeks early. The free people don't know yet that yet. It's very exciting. Um, so if you want uh, episodes early plus bonus episodes, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, if you want to just find the free links to the podcast, leave a five-star review, find the YouTube, um, find the Blind Mike Project and WATS. All of those links are also at blindmike.net as well as the Patreon. So go to blindmike.net uh, and all your ways that you can support the show are there if you'd like to take advantage of them. Uh, I hope that wasn't too cumbersome for anybody. <laughs> so uh, let's get into it for goodness sake, because um, yeah, this was a story I was very interested in at the time and um, it still am today because I think it's an interesting example of, uh, you know, cancel culture and the start of all of that, where people started to get sensitive to things and uh, more, more and more. And I think the world started to change where the action that was taken on some of those things became much swifter. I feel like this was kind of a, um, a turning point in all of that, uh, particularly because of some of the reasons we're about to go over, which the clips I wanted to start with were kind of setting up Anthony's political voice. I know most of you guys listening to this probably are already Opie and Anthony fans or at least aware of them. Maybe Howard Stern fans that were aware of Opie and Anthony. Um, so you're probably aware of Anthony's perspective. Uh, but for those of you that aren't, um, we start with a couple clips that set up uh, kind of his politics. So this is him. This is a little more of him setting up his backstory. And I think it, there's some insight into why Anthony's the way he is, which we'll talk about. When you was when you was um, fixing air conditioners, air conditioners. yes, ductwork. Yeah. Would you have back then? Would you have liked to have a little relief somewhere? You are a hardworking guy, yeah. Who happened to be blessed to be able to be funny mm-hmm. and get yourself out of that situation? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have wanted just a little bit of help somewhere, somewhere, me, just to help a fucking uh, little. Let bit. me explain to you. I dropped out of fucking high school. Fair enough. No, no diploma. I didn't get a GED. I didn't do shit. Is this a bootstring story? Yes, it is. No, no, no. I'm I'm not talking about now. (laughs) I'm talking about when I worked. Then I got a job in air conditioning and heating. And I fucking uh, uh, worked hard enough, just hard enough to fucking get paid what I needed and to get health care. I had fucking health care. Okay, fuck health care. Okay. No, that's a big issue. Was there a little something where, say if somebody said, you know, Anthony, we're going to save you a couple of dollars on, on something that you need every month. We're going to, you know what? We're going to give you a little relief on your electric bill. Uh-huh. And we're going to charge it to the whoever the Anthony guy is that has oh, a, now? money. Then. Let, 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 then. Let me, let me think. Then. Like, you right. know, we're going to give you a little relief for your bills. Just uh-huh. a little on just on the shoulders of a motherfucker you, that might have never, a little extra. You'll never believe me. I would say fuck no, because it's not the uh, ideology that this country's fucking based on. So I think that gives you a pretty much insight into how Anthony is politically. He definitely leans right. And he's a guy that was a working stiff for a lot of years. He dropped out of high school. He had to get into, you know, he was a tin knocker and worked construction and all that type of shit. And he did everything he could. He scratched and clawed. He had a band. He tried what he could to get on the radio. He did everything he could to get out of that life and to not have a real, you know, a manual labor type of job. And so 
I think he he looks at like a lot of social programs and things as as handouts. When like Patrice said there, you know, he thinks you should be pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Which so you know, say what you want. Like some of that, I kind of agree with. Some of it, I don't. But like, I don't think that's a radical uh, political opinion to have. Really, now where Anthony would be divisive is uh, his thoughts on race. But this has changed over the years. So there's a lot of these debates that he would get in with Patrice. Um, But I actually couldn't find an example as good as this one with Paul Mooney. I feel like this is more related to the subject that we're talking about today. And I think it comes into play a lot um, in reference to why people were so upset that they got fired and uh, why it was kind of crazy for SiriusXM to take that action, in my opinion, um, this is him debating uh, racial issues with Paul Mooney. Do your whole thing about it. Yeah, you, no, I'm just we saying. Blame, we blame you for there, everything. There, there has to be certain things that oh, are. Yeah, we take responsibility. That yeah. you need yeah. to take responsibility yeah. for yeah. and address. Yeah. Not in an Al Sharpton yeah. way. That's what I'm talking about. Al black, black, that's what I'm saying. Black leadership that does not address the true problem, which is black people have to take more responsibility about the problems that are they're faced in the community. The high crime, yeah, the, well, the, disproportionate, the, the disproportionate number of crimes not committed true. in black communities. That's not true. It is true. Why do you commit crimes to? That's not true. Yeah, not at a disproportionate number. No, come than, off of than it. black people. It, it absolutely. The prisons are full of white folks true. and black people and everything else. The, why do you? Ten percent of the ten percent, twelve percent of the national population. How much 50% money? Of the prison how population. much money does a white person steal? I have no idea. A lot. Well, it depends. Bernie Madoff's much. Bernie Madoff. A lot. Like like what? Billions. Billions. But you know what? All those people are alive to go, that motherfucker ripped me off. <laughs> it's not one guy with a bullet in his head for 20 bucks. But why did you... Get that, smarter that, with your you, crime! You get... What are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? It's not true. It is true. It's, it's not. It's not true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Anthony made his thoughts very clear on race. And especially at this time when Obama was um, coming into office and everything, I think what a lot of it was was based around the media's coverage of race. And um, where if, you know, white kids went and shot up a school, they would point out their race. It would be the first thing they mentioned is that they were white men. Whereas if, you know, a stereotypical crime of another race occurred, uh, they wouldn't mention it. They would leave it out of the story entirely. So I think things like that really bothered Anthony and culminated. Now, he's also... Uh, and, you know, now a 60-something-year-old Italian from Long Island. I think that's the best. Luis J. Gomez makes the best point about Anthony. He goes, is Anthony Cumia a racist? Yeah, he's as racist as every 60-year-old from Long Island. <laughs> but, like, he, I don't know that it affects the way he treats people. And when people would come into studio like Paul Mooney and Patrice O'Neill that had very strong opinions, Anthony wouldn't you know, cower or he wouldn't pretend his opinion was something else. He was very upfront and honest with with them and would have open discussions, which is why it was a little surprising that Sirius XM was like, well, where did this come from? Now, (laughs) um, admittedly, that rant that he's going on with Paul Mooney is a little more civilized than what he had on Twitter. And uh, I think later we'll hear Rogan make a great point on Anthony's Twitter language. And this is something we've talked about before, Craig, on other shows Mm -hmm. where Anthony on Twitter is a, a different animal. Yep. Even even today, because when I look at Anthony's Twitter now, I think, wow, he's really gone off the deep end. 
And then I'll see a video of him and I'm like, oh, he's the same guy. He's funny. Right. It's he just whatever that is that he's able to portray on the radio. He's not able to do that in, you know, 140 character text form. It doesn't come across the same way. It reads weird. And even fans of his for a long time, like myself, can read it and be like, oof, that looks rough. Right. You were so, talking you were talking earlier about uh looking back with hindsight and feeling different about this whole yeah. thing. If time stopped two weeks after he was fired, I would still be Anthony's the man, fuck Opie and how they handled it. But his Twitter, I'm like, maybe <laughs> it's weird, but well, then you get into like, did he double down on his Twitter right. because of all this? It's weird. Right. We'll, we'll get more into it, but you know, we're uh, putting the cart before the horse here. Let's get into the story. Yeah, this is him on Rogan talking about the incident. Okay. I, I was uh, taking some pictures, early morning pictures of Manhattan. And I, I posted all the pictures that I took. It wasn't just, I wasn't just creeping girls, like some people said. I was taking, Manhattan's an amazing place at four in the morning. It's a giant lit up city with barely anyone in it. And the people that are in it are a little off, uh, including myself, because I was there <laughs> with a camera. Uh, and I was taking pictures. It's amazing. Uh, and it's not groundbreaking. I mean, other people have taken amazing pictures of New York City, uh, very early in the morning. Uh, so I was doing that and I took pictures of a few of the ladies of the evening that walk around strippers that were leaving some of the strip clubs, hookers, whatever they're, they're hot. It looks great as they're walking on a wet street with the lights behind them and a nice uh, shallow depth of field. I mean, it just looks like a fucking amazing picture. Uh, so I took a picture of this one woman that was walking down the street and again it was very early in the morning very quiet and it's a big fucking canon camera i wasn't with my iphone uh and she hears the shutter clicking and turns around to look and she goes uh-uh you white motherfucker don't you take my fucking picture and she's coming at me you know so i rattle off a couple of more pictures because she's coming <laughs> at me uh and just punches me right in the face just punches me right in the face no ifs ands or buts and uh so this is weird because when this story came out, people started saying Anthony was creeping on this woman. Um, if you know anything about Anthony's sexual proclivities, I don't <laughs> think this was a, a sexual issue. I don't think, no. I don't think it was what I do believe what I've always speculated is that based on how he described this woman, a larger black prostitute is that the worst Anthony was going to do with this photograph was in private uh, to his buddies out of his house in Long Island um, make some uh, racially insensitive jokes. That was my <laughs> suspicion about the intention of this photo. Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, at the. I honestly think he was just doing that because I. It's not the first time he's done it. He's talked about it prior to this, just walking around in the yeah. middle of the night. Now, can I can I understand someone in the middle of the night, especially a woman, hearing some like you know, uh, fucking camera shutter go off mm -hmm. and having an issue with that? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't fault her one bit. <laughs> I don't fault her for being, however, she went right to physical violence, at least according to Anthony. According to Anthony. Um, which I believe that because why would he tweet that angrily? That's true. You know what I mean? Like I've, all, I've always believed that because why would you go on a Twitter rant? It would be insane at that time of night, I guess in, just unless you're completely intoxicated, mm -hmm. which Anthony's been known to drunk tweet, but never like that that I've seen. Um, so it would be weird to just completely make up a story. So I do believe there was some sort of uh, physical altercation. A lot of other people questioned it, 
I didn't really because I didn't think oh. there was motivation to make it up. Oh, I th- a thousand percent believe that happened. I just don't know what he did or did not say right before it happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if any uh, harsh words were exchanged. Correct. What I do know is that Anthony's a legal gun carrier in New York City, or right. was at the time. Was at the time, um, and uh, didn't pull his weapon. Did not. Which does show it's like. It is kind of funny that with all these stories about uh, guns and horrible gun, we just have a guy from the Patriots get arrested at the airport because he brought guns. Right. This um, this is a great story for gun ownership, honestly. Yeah. So this is this is a story where it's like a guy showed amazing restraint being assaulted. However, it was about his words. And 2014, we started to see the world shifting this way. Right. But now we completely live in a world where. Uh, words mean more than actions. This was a time where people were still saying, you know, this is before David tells, uh, I mean, Dave Chappelle's uh, sticks and stones special where people were still legitimately using that phrase. Like, Hey, what happened to sticks and stones? We didn't realize it was evaporating before our eyes. Words mean more now for whatever reason. This was the biggest, I don't know if it was one of the first like high scale cancellations. Well, The problem with that is I feel like every, a lot of stories we talk about were like, this was the first one. The reality is what I learned from going back and watching old episodes of like tough crowd mm-hmm. is like, Oh shit. They were talking about these stories in 2002. Correct. Right. And you're like, and and they were like, Hey, maybe it'll swing back the other way. Right. And it's like, wow, 20 years ago they were. So this shit has always happened. It's just the needle has moved on how extreme, you know, in the early nineties, it was dice and dice was a sexist pig and needed to be, taken care of it was um you know marilyn manson and eminem and nwa it was just different versions of language that people and it was the religious right that got offended as opposed to the the left um so it it's it has always been this way to some extent Mm -hmm. i think with the internet it's just gotten a lot crazier and now everyone can take up a cause and argue about it. yeah it was also like it was like one of the first like his career's over in radio type deals you know like yeah, before people was, would get shunned it was at a time where that started to happen a little more this was six or seven years after don imus don't forget right it, i don't i'm just not sure if i'm like this is the first one that really affected me because i was yeah, yeah you know a listener but right. yeah uh next uh he's still with rogan by the way sorry for spoiling anthony gets fired at the end i i, I apologize we jumped the gun if you but. yeah if you made it this far without reading the title of this episode <laughs> yeah yeah. So then, like I said, this is um for I think this is the second or third of July that this uh, incident is taking place. So Opie and Anthony is off for the week, and uh, then Anthony starts to go on a, a Twitter rampage after this incident. Uh, no, he's still uh, talking with uh, Rogan about him being angry before we get right, to this. Right. Okay. Uh, but no cops showed up, so we kind of break up a little bit, uh, and I just start walking back to my apartment, and I'm pissed. And now within minutes of what happened i'm actually communicating to the outside world which years ago you would have time to cool off and then you maybe get on your phone at home call your friend and say this fucking bitch was smacking me in that but now minutes after i still got the adrenaline going i'm angry i'm pissed that this happened and i'm voicing it on twitter and this is what got me in trouble and i say i think my biggest crime here was the fact that I was talking about the incident and how pissed I was, and then I also added a little social commentary to the same conversation. So people put both of those together and got the impression I was talking about all black people. This is funny. That's a great example. When you're hearing Anthony explain this, Mm -hmm. 
You're like, you poor man. How did anyone get you in trouble? It's because you're listening to a great communicator. However, we have the text of a man who loses that capability uh, when it's on Twitter. (laughs) So these are the tweets now, right? Yep. So it's like eight or nine tweets. And by the way, um, I felt like the best was... I wanted someone to read. I didn't want me or Craig to read these. I didn't want, I didn't want to miss any. I want to make sure we had them. So we do have the girl from the young Turks reading them. This is not a political statement. I am not dog whistling anyone <laughs> in any way. It's just, it was just the best video to find all the tweets. And, and if you don't see the humor in her reading these. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's hear. Yeah. The, the young Turks, by the way, were very fair and balanced. I thought they didn't rush to judgment at all. Um, they were like, well, who knows? I don't know Anthony is a man, so it's hard to judge him. We're going to read you all those tweets, but first let's start off with a picture that he tweeted of her. He said, here's the pic that got the whore bitch piece of cunt all pissy. And, you know, he alleged that not only did she become verbally violent, that she proceeded to physically assault him. Now, there's absolutely no evidence that she physically assaulted him. You look through his tweets and he hasn't provided any of that, but that is what he alleged. In the next tweet, he explained what happened. So he tweets, someone says, so what started all of this? And he said, I was taking pictures in Times Square. She was in a pic. Violence was her answer. Animal. (laughs) So this is a moment right there, right out of the gate when he says uh, this whore cunt piece of shit or whatever he says. (laughs) I can hear him saying that. I've listened to Opie and Anthony long enough that I can hear him spout it, the whore cunt piece of shit. And I can also hear in my imagination, Jim Norton saying, why are you so angry? (laughs) And him going, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that's what, like, Anthony would blow up like this on the air and it would be funny because he'd be going at a caller or Norton would be like, what the fuck are you so angry about? Or it would be him and Patrice getting into it. And there would be an element of humor to it. I, Anthony's biggest problem, his biggest downfall was that that you don't, you're not getting any of that tone and it's released to the public on a holiday weekend where people are bored and a few bloggers want to write about it. (laughs) But animal is the first one where people are like, Okay. Tread lightly here, okay. Anthony. That is singular. It is singular. We don't know what you mean. You we, you could get away with this one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no uh, lumping a bunch of people into one yet. There's no right, S at the right. end. She individually is an animal. Okay, fine. I'm on board. On board. All right. He says, so I'm taking pictures in New York City and a black girl who was in frame punched me in the face. I called her a fucking, I don't know what he said, because uh, that's what she was. So... <laughs> What did he call her? Uh, he wrote. Why doesn't she know what he what he said? Because in his tweet, he censored himself and just put a bunch of symbols. And this is what made me think it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be anything. Uh, the meanie. Yeah, a, a butthole. He <laughs> a jerk. It, yeah. Who knows? But uh, yeah. So so far, we're. I think we're all right. Now he does say <laughs> black girl. That's where I would say. You know. If you could go back and edit that, then people don't know. It's enough ambiguity. Who knows why he's so angry? Correct, correct. But uh, but he continues. Uh, wish a cop was around. Although she said she'd tell them I sexually harassed her, lying cunt. I hope she gets shot <laughs> in her ass fuck face. Ugh. <laughs> okay, still not, nothing, nothing that would get you fired here at all, especially if you're Kumia who talks like that. Correct. Uh, next... These are just like uh, another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
says, then she punched me five more times. She's lucky I was a white legal gun owner or she'd be dead. Then five blacks started giving me shit. So this is so far again, still nothing that you get Anthony fired, Correct. but this is where just as a listener, you would kind of have a, Pro- problem is too strong. But like when Anthony, we get into debates like this, this is where I would, you know, mentally, if I were arguing with him, push back in that, like, why does this situation have anything to do with race? And he would say, cause there's a disproportionate amount of violence in the black community. His mind always goes there. Now, I truly think that's because of the way the media reports on it. Also, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the way he was raised, the way he talks about how his father would talk and shit like that. I think there's uh, there's some of that in there as well, for sure. Just, you know, an Italian growing up on Long Island, like I said. But yeah. I do think that a lot of this is based on them talking about um, certain statistics in the media, not reporting certain stories um, the way they should have been reported, probably. Yep. And uh, also, in his defense... Now I'm pretty sure you're supposed to say blacks, even though it still doesn't look right and doesn't really feel right to just say it like that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's technically what. Uh, uh, I'll put it this way: I don't know if Anthony's supposed to be <laughs> correct. Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, he he continues. <laughs> okay. As I told them to back the fuck off, this wasn't their show. The cunt then punched me again. Seems white boys don't hit back. Lucky savage. Savage. Okay. Still singular. Singular. Well, you hear, you hear. So if you listen to this whole Young Turks thing, you hear Chank there. Chank Uger is that his name? Yeah. Um. So savage. There you go. Another. They're acting as if these words are racist, and you hear some of that today, where it's like, oh, so and so called this person a thug. That's a racially charged word now. I don't know. I. I, I do think there are some guys that definitely mean it that way. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it applies to both. Like, I think if a white guy just went up to him and beat him on the street, I I don't think it would be unusual if he was like, this guy's a savage. I, I, you know I what think- I mean? Like, it, you're, it, it's a weird thing, and this is often the case in a lot of incidents like this. Um, and it, like I said, Anthony is injecting. He's telling you the race of everyone involved so far. So he is injecting race into it. Painting the picture. But, yeah, but there's a there's a weird thing. Again, I use the term uh, dog whistle, whatever whatever that means. Um, there's a weird thing that, quote, non-racist people do when they're like, oh, by savage, you must mean black people. And it's like, well, no, why would you think that? It sounds like you're being the racist. You know what I mean? Like there's a mm. weird kind of double standard there. No, I actually, I, I truly never thought that way of, of those words. I always just assume just criminals as a blanket statement doesn't matter the race. Well, here's what's interesting. Just because I think it's interesting to dissect these tweets. We'll get to why he was fired. And I, I don't know that it was any of the reasons we're talking about so far, but let's continue. Continuing. As they aren't people. <laughs> that's well, one. That's one. Well, listen. Okay. Those individuals he meant, I'm sure. Now that's a, that's harder one to uh to but I still I think he's talking about them specifically. Yeah. <laughs> that was the toughest one so far. <laughs> it's a jungle out there in our city after midnight. Violent savages own the streets. They all came to defend this this pig. I had to yell like at dogs. Yeah, well, then again, you're going to hear them go on to be like, oh, he must mean black. But it's like, I don't think I think he meant people being violent, truly. Now, 
obviously Anthony thinks there's a disproportionate rate of black people to white people that do that. So of course he's talking about, right. That's the other, that's the weird thing is like, I'm defending Anthony in this. Cause like, I don't think he should have been fired, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah, don't use the excuse of like, Oh, I, I meant just human beings that act violently. Of course there's a racial angle to all of this. I actually know? think if it was a white woman, I don't think his tweets are any really any different really. You don't think so? I don't think so. The one specifically about her? No, I don't think so. I, I wonder, because I, I think he has more of an axe to grind with the, the black community and violence. That has always been one of his hang-ups. Been one of his bugaboos? <laughs> a, yeah, so to speak, yes. Yeah. But uh, his tweets continue. All right. I forgot how many there were. I, there were. I honestly thought there was three from, like, memory, but nope. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the automatic jump to violence in that community is astounding. No discussion. It's start punching at the least little thing. Uncivilized. That community is where we start going. All right. Well, that, but that this is what Anthony was talking about with Rogan, where he's like, yeah, you know, I added a little social commentary. <laughs> right. <laughs> the issue. The issue is, yeah, I think you can have that discussion. Um, in, a, in a civilized fashion. The problem is it's like two seconds after you tweeted that whore cunt pig, she's a fucking animal, and then these black guys came up. It's it's hard to decipher, you know. I do understand the people that were like, well, obviously that's what you meant, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, I'm also having a hard time not just being like, that's just who was around. He was just literally describing what happened. Yeah. And by the way, so far, I'm not, I'm, we haven't begun talking about whether or not he should be fired, whether or not Sirius XM was within their rights. I just mean, if you're looking at these tweets as, 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 <laughs> at face value and, and judging them for what they are. Well, yeah, because you listen to him talking and this is always the, uh, you know, text always comes across wrong. Right. Because I think he actually gets into, I don't know if we have it, but he, we'll, we'll get to it later, but there's uh, more more tweets <laughs> okay the switch to violence is immediate no discussion just violence when will that be addressed oh right never slavery did it oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and this is that that's his anger with the media now here's what's interesting <laughs> is and this is where it probably gets weird for serious xm Opie and Anthony listeners heard this type of shit all the time. All the time. And they could take it for what it was. A lot of them agreed with Anthony. A lot of them didn't. A lot of people would call in and argue with Anthony. You just heard Paul Mooney. Uh, you know, they were particularly Patrice that would come in and argue with Anthony about racial points. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy Kay and Bill Burr would get into arguments with Anthony about this stuff all the time. Still to this uh, day. <laughs> yeah. Nick DiPaolo would raise his fist in solidarity with Anthony. You know, these discussions were had often. <laughs> um, what's interesting now is blogs are starting to pick up, you know, Gawker at the time was writing about this. Right. The Young Turks are talking... It's July 4th weekend, so people are kind of bored. There's not necessarily a lot in the news. Um, so people start picking up on this. And if you've never heard the context that Anthony has spoken in, then you're like, what the fuck is this? Now right. Sirius XM, who a lot of people thought was embarrassed by the Opie and Anthony show to begin with, they kept them for their listeners and the support that the listeners gave. But it wasn't a show that they wanted to be out there promoting a lot. So now they're like... Oh boy, other people, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of an analogy, but it's like um when you start hanging out with the cool kids, 
<laughs> you don't want to go back to hanging out with the nerds. That's what Sirius XM was thinking. Like, oh, they're going to see me supporting the the creeps over here with the Opie and Anthony audience. There was always a weird thing of that where, like, they loved Howard. And they, they loved having celebrities in. And they knew Opie and Anthony was one of their more loyal fan bases in their subscriber base. But it wasn't a show they ever wanted to promote. And now that's being shined a light on. Right. Especially, too, when you're talking about, you know, oftentimes this stuff would come up when Patrice was there. So there would be a nice debate. Well, not you know, because w- Patrice is almost like they use that. People use that example because, like, he's a black guy. But even like Nor- when Norton was in the room, he'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I know Sometimes. but I'm saying. But I'm well, my only point was instead of just seeing that typed out, there would be a debate or a talk and they would usually yes. come to some sort of. Not agreement, but they'd be like, all right, good talk. That was nice. That was fun. Well, even the this ain't your show line that he tweeted out. He said, he goes, I said to these, this ain't your show. Get out of here. He would have been hammered for that. Right. If the next day he walked into the Opie and Anthony show, the show wouldn't have even been about that he tweeted anything about race. It would have been him saying, this ain't your show. Like, he's some tough guy. Yeah, that and the, the, actually, we have a clip of another one, another angle they took later. But uh, there's one more tweet here. Okay. He says, there's a deep-seated problem with violence in the black community. Try to address it, and you'll be exiled to Racistville, but it's real. Almost the exact conversation he just had with Paul Mooney, but just typed out. <laughs> it, that's the, the, the true irony of it is Anthony's like, I mean, imagine, guys, if I'm exiled for this. Well, <laughs> enter compound media. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sirius XM saw these tweets and uh, Anthony was fired. Now, the Opie and Anthony show was not, meaning uh, Opie was not fired, Jim Norton was not fired, Sam Roberts, Travis Teft, uh, Eric Nagel, all the people who worked on the show, um, they kept their jobs. Um, so why did Sirius XM fire him? Not because of the racially charged tweets, apparently, as he tells Rogan here. Sirius XM fired me because they said it wasn't the race racial thing. They said it was the violent tone of some of my tweets. What? And it was because I said, I, I, I fucking hope some ho- she mouths off to some homeboy like that and he shoots her in the face. <laughs> that's what I said. Because at that point, <laughs> that's what I wanted. Because <laughs> if this bitch is going to be just mouthing off and smacking people, I'm sure she's going to get her ass handed to her at some point yeah. if she mouths off to the wrong person. I, on the other hand, didn't hit her back. I, I Like I said, I put my forearm arm up to just keep her from getting closer to me but that was the only contact and it was her banging against my arm saying don't touch me and punching me in the face (laughs) so what's interesting about you hearing anthony say that already it sounds less hateful than the tweets read and he's making rogan laugh because it's so silly because it's very funny and anthony is very funny (laughs) He's a he's a silly man and that's that's the thing about all of this is like the violent tone is a weird one when it's like the guy has a gun on him and didn't pull it. Right. You know, that that's what gets weird where it's like, is that really, it's also funny that Sirius XM was put in a spot where they're like, Oh no, 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 we're not bothered by the race to call her up, call her a savage all you want. Feel free. (laughs) Proceed actually. (laughs) As you were. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing to think about is that it was the violent nature of it. Um, 
because that's not what everyone took from it. The debate was the the race stuff, uh, which is just an interesting historical note, I think. I think but, it's probably because there's so much audio of him saying that out loud and they didn't fire him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is here's how I thought it should have been handled. Um, whoever the guy was at the time that would be good for this, uh, Patrice was dead. <laughs> so whoever fits into that category of being someone good that would push back on Anthony, mm-hmm. have him in and fucking talk about it. Or even have an activist trying to take him down on to talk about it, whatever. Have him in Monday, have his balls busted by, you know, have Colin Quinn on and uh, Burr and all these guys, have them all on to fucking roast him. This doesn't need to be a serious thing. Yeah, some of those tweets are fucking crazy, in my opinion, and shit I wouldn't tweet personally, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Shit goes on Twitter every day that I wouldn't post. I wouldn't, I, mean? I wouldn't tweet them, but I also don't think he should have been fired. I don't even no, think Craig he should. mutters them to himself in his car. He doesn't tweet them. He's my, a coward. My wife says, you're saying that stuff in your sleep again, and I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... So, yeah, the line shouldn't be like, well, I would never tweet that. It's like, okay, well, th- that's how interesting things happen is things you wouldn't necessarily do occurring, you know? Right. Um, I always think these things should be discussed. Like when Roseanne got fired, I think she should have gone on, you know, CNN or whatever and debated someone on the issue and tried to prove her point that she didn't realize uh, Valerie Jarrett was black or whatever. Um not just shriek it like a, a crazy person. <laughs> well, that was more believable. It's true. It's true. Um, and here's the other thing is like, you know, Don Imus went on with Al Sharpton. I think before he got fired, I think it was right before he got fired where he went on with Sharpton and he, I'm, I'm sorry I did that. And it was just like a kind of a pathetic pussy whipped thing. It's like, no, have a real conversation. Let these people have conversations because Anthony wouldn't have apologized, which I think is interesting. I think it makes interesting radio. I think it makes interesting discussion. And it's all like, like go listen to that whole um, Paul Mooney interview that they did on Opie and Anthony. It's interesting. Paul Mooney doesn't storm off and say, you're a fucking racist. I'm not going to allow this. He has the conversation at the end of it. He still disagrees with Anthony. Neither of their minds changed, but some points get brought up that I think are interesting. It's worth listening to. Same with the discussions you would have with Patrice. They're both, you know, diametrically opposed, but they could walk away from it, you know, taking taking some value out of it, like having a good discussion. Right. So that's how I thought it should have been handled. Anthony should have gone on the air, and I think it all would have been fine. I, I, do, I do also think had they not been on vacation that week, he's still there. Right, where it just lingers there and people are writing about it and talking Correct. about it for a week. Instead of before. him not being on air literally three hours later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's the issue. And then the other thing was people start saying, like, well, SiriusXM is a business. SiriusXM has the right to do whatever they want. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, they right. could, sure. As long as they're within their legal right, their contractual obligations, all of that, fire Anthony for whatever the fuck you want. I, who am I to tell you otherwise? My thing is you sat there and let him do it on your airwaves for a decade. Right. He was on XM for 10 years. It was serious XM for four of those years, five of those years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was doing it on your airwaves for quite a while. 
didn't seem to have, it's weird. You didn't seem to have a problem with it. Is your excuse that you never listened to the show? Because that's not a very good one. No. <laughs> every time you renew that contracts, which I believe were every two years, they would renew those contracts. Every, none of those times you said, hey, Anthony, do you ever dive into the subject of race? <laughs> that was never brought up that, that it, maybe he gets into these conversations. So obviously it's not like you were uncomfortable with it. What you were comfortable with was the amount of subscribers that they brought in. Um, and then when groups question you on it, you're like, Oh, we never, we don't stand for this. It's crazy. Mm. So that's my problem with all this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so Opie and Anthony's subscribers started canceling their, uh, Sirius XM subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag stand with ant. Uh, was it was a was on Twitter for a long time. They tried to get that going. They tried to get kind of um, canceling people's subs. I was very for that at the time, right? Because I looked at it as well. That's the only way you can push back, right? You know what I mean? Like that. That's how I felt at the time. Was like, hey, cancel your subscriptions because that shows them the decision they're making is wrong. Um, I don't know that I really agree with that now, or I think you should cancel your sub if you don't like what Sirius XM does anymore. Mm-hmm. But to me, that stuff feels too much like what people do when they want to get you canceled. It feels like the same type of tactics. And then, you know, the whole show loses their job. Then Opie and Jim and all the other guys lose their jobs. So it's just causing, you know, more hardship for people that don't deserve it. Well, it's not a, it's um, not a free service though. So it's like, I don't want to pay for this because of that. So go for it. Right. And that, that's where I have no problem with people canceling. There's if you're like, Hey, the guy I paid for isn't on anymore. So I'm canceling. Absolutely. That's what you should do. Mm-hmm. I think the problem I had with it more was like, and I participated in it, <laughs> like <laughs> people, you know, pressuring people to cancel or advertisers to leave or whatever. See that that's the stuff I don't like. That's where it's that's the where like that was an adult. Like I, at the time I was 22 years old and I was like, fucking rage, baby. Let's get <laughs> back. <laughs> let's fucking go. And now, you know, now as maturing a little bit, I say like, ah, that's a little short sighted. I don't know if that's the right solution. <laughs> uh, next, we have a uh, great Rogan point. Yeah, so this is what I was talking about, where uh, Rogan, I think, um, encapsulates what I've been trying to say about Anthony's uh, Twitter voice. And then the thought that I should apologize, <laughs> that anyone that just heard the story secondhand or anything thinks that I should then apologize for anything I tweeted in that angry moment. Twitter isn't a fucking representation of anything but how I'm feeling at that moment that I'm tweeting. Yeah. It's an open forum of that. It's just not a good forum for you because no, you're so animated and but verbal. But it should it should be. It should I should be allowed to post just outrageous things as should anybody and and if it captures the mood I'm in then deal with it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting way of phrasing that because it's like, well, if I tweet something I don't mean, just deal with it. You should take it. At, I, I don't even know what that means, really. Right. But I think the overall point that he's making is like, I was pissed off and, and tweeted some shit. I need to offer a formal apology for that. That would be empty and valueless. So I agree with him in that point. But the reason I like that clip is more for Rogan's point, because that's the best way of saying it. That's what I was trying to say. Animated and verbal, I thought was a good description. Because you hear Anthony's voice there, where he gets so animated and loud and he's yelling, but it doesn't seem as angry as the tweets read. 
you know? Yeah, he's, he's trying to be funny still. He's always trying to be funny, which was his thing. Yeah. Well, for the, for nine, 95% of the time. Yeah, maybe not always, but yeah, yeah most of the time. 95% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is uh, the Andy Kindler clip. Yeah, so then people started popping up. Uh, lines were drawn, <laughs> and um, a lot of comedians were getting tagged and saying, hey, why don't you stick up for Anthony? Um, and again, I felt that way at the time, too. I agreed with that. Um, like, why isn't, you know, Bill Burr tweeting about this or uh, people that have at the time, Amy Schumer was a fairly recent guest on the show. All these people were people that liked Anthony. Um, they would go to his barbecues and they would have him over their house and stuff like that. I was like, why aren't these people tweeting more in support of Anthony? And that a lot of uh people on Twitter would reach out to comics and be like, why aren't you supporting Anthony more? Why aren't you more vocal in your support of Anthony? Now, my logic for that was the Opie and Anthony show tremendously helped a lot of comics careers. Um, You know, it was sort of like a farm system for comics. If you look at the people they would have on their show consistently, like that was a good barometer of what comedians were about to blow up in a few years. Correct. Um, So Anthony did a lot for these comics careers why not help him in his, you know, darkest moment? Now, in hindsight, I look at that and say, like, what good does it do Bill Burr to inject himself when he's not particularly happy with what Anthony's doing? <laughs> when when Bill Burr's wife is a black woman who has an issue with the way Anthony speaks about this stuff, what good does it do Bill Burr to be like, hey, I, I like what Anthony did when he really doesn't, you know, that's the part people weren't taking into consideration is there might've been a lot of comics that were like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. I mean, take their silence as better than trashing him. <laughs> yeah. So some people did uh, trash him like Andy Kindler. So Andy Kindler, I don't know if he still does it. He did it for a long time. Um, a state of the industry address where basically he would go up and, uh, Trash the industry. <laughs> that was that's what he was known for. Which all I knew Andy Kindler from before this moment, all I knew Andy Kindler from was uh, Ray Romano's wacky friend on Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> so I didn't realize he was kind of this, you know, somewhat edgy comedian. Um, but this is some a, a tidbit of what he said about Anthony at the Montreal Comedy Festival. Well, how could you lose your job? You can lose your job in show business from uh, taking too much food off a craft services table, all right? You're not guaranteeing a job in show business. <laughs> Anthony, should, I don't really care about him losing his job. He, first of all, does anybody think maybe you should have thought about the other people on the show with him, that they could be jeopardized? No, no, go ahead. Do a six, do a 5,000 tweet racist tirade. It's going to get somewhat not funnier, but it will get more uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yesterday at the keynote speech, Jim Norton said that maybe Anthony should have rephrased his tweets. How do you rephrase racism? Uh, with all due respect, I believe that your race is inferior. Here's the thing. I did listen to an episode. I understand that Obi and Anthony are funny. I've never listened to them. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I've never listened to them. Uh, I've tried to get on the show. Um, but, and I heard the episode where he talked about eugenics. I don't think uh, eugenics, you should probably, I don't think that should be a theory that you're walking around loving, okay? 
But in the context of the show, I don't think people knew it, but uh, like, well, as long as he doesn't uh, sit in Times Square and scream at a lady, that'll be fine. What would you do if you were serious? Uh, hello, serious. Uh, yeah, about the Anthony thing where he called uh, the woman savages. Uh, well, he, was, <laughs> you know, he was off the clock. I just want to let you know that. Thank you. Hope you stick around. So this is what I had a problem with more than people being silent is comedians going after Anthony and saying that it was good that he was fired. Cause it was a lot of comedians that uh, Camille Nanjiani, I believe is another one um, that said he should be fired. Now what I do respect is like DL Hughley went into Opie and Jim like a week or two after this happened and said, I had no problem with Anthony being fired and here's why. And he had the debate with Jim Norton mm-hmm. that I respect you know, as much as you can, like I'd rather you have the debate with Anthony, I guess, but that's as close as you can get to having that debate with Anthony is having it with Jim Norton, who, you know, is going to defend him. Um, What I didn't like is comedians going after him, you know, not knowing the show or maybe again, being jealous that they didn't get booked on the show or something like that. Like he literally just said, (laughs) yeah, not really, not really knowing the guy, not knowing the full context and saying, I have no problem with this person losing their job for words because my take on it. I feel like has always been a little uh, misconstrued. People think I just, I just believe you should be able to say whatever you want without with impunity and never lose your job, no matter what falls out of your mouth, uh, no matter how hateful or anything. That's not true. What I believe is that there's a context to everything. I don't know that the answer to every problem is firing someone. I think it's more beneficial to talk it out. And I think comedians that sometimes say inflammatory shit that can be taken wrong should be the first ones to be like, well, let's hold off on firing the guy. Let's examine it a little further. Let's not maybe dance on his grave and celebrate that he's gone because yep. it might get worse, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Um, one, well, this is a post. Uh, there'll be a bonus episode describing uh, the. This pre- is Joe DeRosa? Yeah, the precursor to this. Yeah, so this is the bonus episode that I alluded to. So I thought there was a lot here worth getting into. Yeah, it's a fun story. So the bonus episode for you patrons, the bonus episode will be up this Sunday um, for you freeloaders. This episode will have been up for a while. So make sure you get on the Patreon, go to blindmike.net. Um, because I thought the Joe DeRosa versus Anthony saga was an interesting one. So DeRosa went on Rogan and about two hours into the podcast, Anthony's name comes up and he kind of starts talking. And he gets into the fact that he really didn't like what Anthony said. Uh, and it starts to get very personal. A lot of it was based on the, around the fact that um, Anthony didn't text him back when Joe reached out and stuff like that. <laughs> but the gist of it was uh, DeRosa didn't like a lot of things that Anthony said at that time. He didn't like the tweets, but he held off. And then he didn't like that Anthony went on to, as a response to getting fired, one of the shows that had Anthony on was a white nationalist radio show. Um, Anthony at the time said he didn't realize what the show was in hindsight. I don't really believe that. Do you know the show? Um, I forget the name of it. There's a chance that he didn't know at the time and now he's best friends with them. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. I guess that's more what I mean is maybe he didn't know at the time. I don't think he would care that much is my point. (laughs) Right. Um, in part, because I think that was a, 
place that was giving him a platform. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think MSNBC was having him on at the time. So no. No. <laughs> maybe these are the type of people that would allow him to speak. But DeRozan was like, I didn't like that he did a white nationalist radio show. Then I see him tweeting about Ferguson. Remember, Ferguson was right after, right during all this stuff. <laughs> so then you see Anthony's tweets about Ferguson and all of that. Um, and DeRose is like, I don't know if I can be friends with this guy anymore. And the classic line that got DeRosa buried was, how do I tell my black friends I'm associating with this guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so DeRosa caught a lot of shit for that. Mm-hmm. And people started leaving him, you know, one-star reviews on his comedy album and um, all this kinds of shit. He was getting all kinds of shit. So we get into the full discussion um, Jim Norton's response, Anthony's response, the conversation that he had with Anthony after we get into all of that on the Patreon. So if that stuff interests you, um, go subscribe and check it out. But, uh, this is something I hadn't really heard before. Uh, this is an old podcast DeRosa did. He's on with Steve Byrne and somehow Anthony's name came up and he just kind of goes on this mini rant. But I would like to publicly apologize to Anthony Cumia right now. Uh, it is my fault that he said all those things that he said on Twitter. Uh, it is my fault that he was fired from Sirius XM. A lot of people don't know this. I'm actually on the board at Sirius XM. It was my decision to fire him. Um, I was calling him, telling him not to apologize. Uh, I actually got a job as a booker on a white nationalist radio show, and I tricked Anthony into coming onto the show to defend his points and say things like um, uh, when you look at old uh, footage of NASA uh, control rooms. What do you see? You see white men. These, these, these everything was my fault. I, you know, I hacked his Twitter account. I started tweeting about Ferguson. Uh, <laughs> I told him it'd be funny if somebody ever asks you what's a good gun cleaner to send back a picture of black gang members. These were all the things I did. <laughs> I did all of this stuff. I blocked myself on Twitter from his account. Anthony, I'm sorry you are a victim, and I am terribly sorry that you're. I'm sorry for all I've done. (laughs) So it's interesting because, like, at the time, I was kind of like, fuck DeRose. I'm annoyed that he did that. And I was a DeRose fan. Um, I was a little annoyed. But then when you see he's getting such shit, and people are giving him one star reviews and leaving him all kinds of shitty stuff, it's like, oh, you're kind of canceling DeRose now. Don't you see the. The, the flaw here, the error of your ways. Right. You're doing what you thought shouldn't have been done to Anthony to DeRose. You know, so it got very weird, but we get more in depth about it um, on the Patreon. So check that out of check that out of that subject uh, interests you because it gets pretty juicy for, sure. for a minute there. It sure does. And it has a beginning, middle and a conclusion. So it's a fun story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With a happy ending yeah. you know, all the way around. It's a nice story or, or an unhappy ending. We don't know. Uh, who, yeah. Who knows? No spoilers. <laughs> Um, all right, what's next? Uh, now we're getting into Opie and Jim Norton and uh, teasing. Okay, yeah, so, um, so this is kind of this is what I was talking about where, like, if the show just happened the next day, if that happened, you know, three in the morning on any other Tuesday, right? Anthony would have to be at work at six, <laughs> and so I think what would have ensued would have helped him. Basically, he got beat up by a woman, yeah. I mean, the jokes, that's what drives me nuts. If we would have made it on the air, if we would have made it on the air after that incident, he would have got a nice beating. It, w- it would have been something comedians lined up for, for like three years. <laughs> Absolutely. 
<laughs> which is true. Yeah. Like the I the idea that Anthony got beat up by a black woman. There, there's plenty there for these comedians to it, just listen to the bashing that you know Bob Kelly would get for wearing a goofy shirt. Right. You know, like right. this was a real thing that happened that they could have beaten the shit out of him on. Right. Um, so it's just a shame that that never happened. And that's my point to all of this. When I say like someone shouldn't be fired or whatever, even if it's something horrific, I think more comes out of it. Like um, uh, it's totally different because there was no racial intention in this guy's heart. Yeah. But like when Barstool Sports fired Ben Mintz for rapping the N word. Oh, or when David, when Portnoy got in trouble for the same thing for using the N word, I think more comes out of it from Dave, like having discussions about that. than just everyone collectively going, well, why I never, I can't right. believe, Oh my goodness. No, no good comes out of like, let's just silence this person. Right. You know, no good. It comes out of a, a, a corporate walkout that Barstool did yeah. or whatever that day. We, 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 the listeners were robbed of uh Patrice funeral like episode. If Patrice happened to be in the room, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'd get, you would get Louis CK and David tell and all these big names to come and mock Anthony. It would have been great. He would have had to have eaten it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Oh, there's one more ONA clip, right? Yeah. The media coverage. Okay. Let's hear it. And, I, I, and this is where I, I, the press, I was, I was annoyed at the press because if they go at the angle that you always know they're going to go with, maybe it's just what they do for a living and it's how they make their money. But the fact was that he didn't, like if I had a pistol and that happened, I would have pulled it in sheer panic and he didn't. Right. And, you know, he didn't hit the woman back, right. which I don't know if I would have hit her back because I would have been mighty afraid of getting the shit kicked out of me or getting cut with a box cutter. Of course. Uh, but I would have reacted <laughs> much. I probably would have reacted differently on Twitter. But I would have reacted much worse in the situation. Right. I would have done something really, truly rude. Like, imagine if he had punched that woman in the face or, or done something harsh physically to her. That's what the story would have been, and he would have been in trouble for that. It, it was like, you know, I, I wish that the press had concentrated more on the fact that, like, all right, yeah, he said some shit that I'm sure if he could go back, he'd go, like, hey, I want to reword that. Right. Or rephrase. You know, even if you wanted to say what he wanted to say, sometimes you go back, you rephrase. But I wish they would have concentrated on the fact that he did not mm-hmm. do anything fucking violent right. while he was being struck. Of course. I mean, that's an important part of the story. Oh, but he was fired for being violent. <laughs> well, so that's my problem with all of this. And when people say, like, there are going to be people that listen to this that think that I am a liberal cuck that wanted Anthony fired. Not They're not going to listen to most of what I said. They're just going to hear kind of the problem I took with some of the way he phrased things and be like, oh, you're a liberal pussy. Uh, fuck you for for shitting on Anthony, which I think is a wild take to have based on what my opinion is, mm-hmm. um, but to each their own. And then there are also going to be people that listen to everything we have played, all the tweets that we taught, you know, Anthony describing it, all of that, and be like, boy, you really, you'll do anything to defend a racist. And they might even call me racist for defending some of this stuff. <laughs> my point on all of this shit it is It is all very nuanced and there's a lot to it. And is Anthony a racist? I, I don't know. I don't know the man personally. Um, he's given us plenty of evidence. But what is it culminated in? Like, what's the worst thing he's done in a racial sense? Tweeted shit? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that the end of the world? Well, why? What were you going to say? Well, our next clip. Oh, well, hold on. 
<laughs> I'm talking in 2014. I'm living in 2014 yeah. for right now. Yeah, living in 2014. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're living in 2014. Like, what has he done other, other than, you know, said words that you might not like on Twitter? And that's my point is that all of this shit is nuanced. And I think there can be a discussion to all of it. And also, like, I think Anthony, for the most part, is still talking to the same listeners. Yeah. So who, who are you protecting? You know, so if, for anyone that doesn't know, Anthony, um, within a month, started up Compound Media, or at the time it was just uh, the Anthony Cumia show, I think, anthonycumia.com, uh, which turned into Compound Media. Right. Um, it was his show, and then he added on, like, Gavin McGinnis and Legion of Skanks and uh, some other shows over the years. The Proud Boys. Um, <laughs> the creation of the Proud Boys started at Compound Media. Uh, that probably doesn't help my case for Anthony. No, no, it does because of the way it started. <laughs> it started as a joke, which is that that probably warrants an episode. The creation of the Proud Boys. I think it for sure does. <laughs> but but um, yeah. So Anthony uh, starts up his own network. But my point is, my defense of this is not like whether or not I agree with it or think it should happen or shouldn't happen or whatever. My point is, like with Shane Gillis, who you now see, what was the point of firing Shane Gillis from SNL? Can anyone tell me that? Because he is now one of the biggest comedians in the country. Oh, I the he, uh, has, the, he has a Netflix special, right? Uh, I have heard rumors that he has like a movie deal or something. Oh no, shit. Um, so what was the point? Like, what was the point of all of that? Of telling me and everyone else who defended him that uh, he's a racist who shouldn't be talking um, to the you know the, the civilized voice of Saturday Night Live. Because now he's the biggest comic in the country and you just missed out on all that stuff for a bit where if you broke down the nuance and the context of it, Shane was mocking racists. Right. You know, so that's the crazy thing about all this stuff, whereas my overall point is I think discussion helps it rather than silencing. Well, the uh, kicking, kicking Anthony Cumia off of SiriusXM does nothing for anyone other than quiet the advertisers i guess until the next thing comes up i don't know if bo and yang would have stayed at snl if shane was there so that's probably why that would have been a that would have been a tough loss but <laughs> that super successful household name bo and yang it would have been tough um uh, but that is the the 2014 clips have come to an end <sighs> well th this i just threw in <laughs> for context <laughs> i threw in for context just to let you guys know that uh listen He's gone down a weird rabbit hole. <laughs> so still funny, <laughs> st still a very funny guy, but he's gotten kind of obsessed with race. And this is why, like when I see him on Twitter obsessed. now, I'm like, Anthony, delete the app, <laughs> please. For the love of God, get off of Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I guess also he's pals with our boy, Nick Fuentes. This was on Nick Fuentes's platform. Cozy TV. I no. guess he streams on there and does video games. Oh, okay. I thought he was just doing this himself, but okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think I think he 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 streams these on Cozy TV. Um, this is an, I didn't bleep these. I don't know who did. This was on uh, that Unique's channel. Um, so this is just something that people bring been bringing up. I put it in for context because every time we talk about Anthony, people are like, "Oh, you don't think he's a racist, huh?" And then send me this clip. So I figured I would just add it for context. Free single time. This system is cunt. It's shit. Nick is being a nick with this system. Like, like I said, we didn't believe this. They did. You can, I think you can tell. They, they left enough of the word and you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick is being a nick. I 
for this one. Sirius XM, by firing him in 2014, do you see what you've driven him to? That's all your fault, Sirius. You, you sent him down this path. Don't you understand that? See, the problem, the problem I have is like, I would never say that, can't say that. It's bad. I know it's bad, but it's still funny. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's just because it's uh, him saying yeah, it. I don't, I don't know the context, so I don't even really get it. Yeah. But um, it, it's weird. And I, I hear him with like Gino Bisconti on his show now. They have a thing. They have a thing about like saying that word where. Like Legion of Skanks does that too. Uh, not in the same way, I don't think. They, I don't know about lately, but Legion of Skanks uses it in a context where I can understand. I can wrap my mind around it. Just screaming it over and over again and calling Nick Fuentes that. I, right. I don't really get what the benefit is. Right. I, I don't get the humor in it. Craig does, so it must mean it's funny. <laughs> I never said as funny as Chris D'Elia, I guess, and Dan Cook, his two favorite comedians. Dan Cook is funny. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. They've and he's gotten into a thing with Godfrey now, where him and Godfrey have gotten into it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, Anthony's gone down, you know, a path now where he's really taken up the cause of race, where I think it was just a small, maybe not small, but like a portion of his personality before was those discussions. Now it's kind of, you know, taken over his personality. I feel like it's all, it's all he talks about. It seems to be. If you go look at his Twitter, it's legitimately 90% of his tweets. I, that's the part I don't understand. Yeah, and then the, the weird thing is you'll see a video pop up where he's making fun of Stuttering John, and it's like, oh, he's still funny, you know? Right, exactly. Be that guy. So, yeah, so that's the weird thing with all of it and the path that he's gone down. And I think there was a point with Anthony, mm-hmm. like when Gavin McGinnis became super political and a figure of the Proud Boys and all of that. I think around that time, Anthony kind of started to pull back from that. Yes. And he, he brought in Artie Lang and was like, you know, I don't necessarily want to be this political guy. But I think his instinct, I think he just loves talking politics. And I think some of this Trump stuff really got him into a, a you know, really got him going down that road and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. It's, it's a, it's a weird one. Like as an Opie and Anthony fan, fan, not that he needs me to defend him or anything, <laughs> but it's a weird one. Like when people ask you to, to try to defend, cause it's like, I get it. I get what you're saying. I just don't believe that like the way he treats people is different based on their race. I think the, a lot of the shit he says is fucking wild, 
But just when I've heard him with guests on, I don't think it differs from one race to another necessarily. Right. And uh, he he he's always gotten along with everybody. He just says stuff. And, and to his credit, a lot of the time it would be to their face. He'll always say he'll, he has no problem getting into those arguments with liberals or uh, mm-hmm. people of color or anything. Right. Um, Nick DiPaolo, so Nick DiPaolo took the route. If he was going to go down the right wing comedy stuff route, Nick DiPaolo did it where he basically does that, but doesn't use the slurs. Well, you know what? I think Nick DiPaolo is actually crazier than Anthony in the sense that Anthony's job has always been to comment on the news. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Nick DiPaolo was a stand-up comedian who has taken it upon himself to be a, uh, you know, a news commentator now, basically successful though. Got to give it to him. Oh, he's very successful. And I still, I still think he's very funny. Um, Joe list. I just heard Joe list of a very funny line um, where he says he gets a lot of comments from people saying that he panders to the left and he goes, uh, yeah, I pandered to the left. That's why I had have Nick DiPaolo at my house and had him speak at my wedding. I, I, want, the, I want the liberals to like me. <laughs> but uh, we are at our last clip here. Uh, oh, is this just the uh, yeah. the song? Yeah, we can we can end with this. I thought this would be a nice way to uh, to close some some racial harmony. But uh, first, I will tell you, folks, and remember, you can fast forward to this if you want. Um, but just make sure you know that uh, blindmike.net is our home for uh, all things Blind Mike, whether it be mm. the Blind Mike Project, who are these socials, or why are you laughing? Um, all the links are there. Subscribe to the YouTube page if you so choose. And um, YouTube doesn't always allow us to post it. episodes like this, will be fine. Yes. But like when we play Tonight Show clips or. Um, people's specials, particularly like Eddie Murphy. Comedy Central uh, gets us big time. Comedy Central stuff. Um, any any clips we play like that, YouTube doesn't always allow. So if that matters to you and you want the full video, um, we will put those on Patreon as well. And bonus episodes. If you want to, if you want to uh, see that Joe DeRosa, Anthony Cumia video um, that we will be putting up on Sunday, uh, I think that's worth a watch if you enjoyed this episode. So go check it out on the Patreon. All those links at uh, blindmike.net. Um, happy 4th of July to you guys when this is coming out. The nine-year anth- anniversary, anthiversary, I guess. <laughs> I almost Pretty clever. <laughs> um, and uh, you can support Craig, by the way, if you're a Craig fan. Go to verygoodshow.org. If you like shock jocks like Anthony Cumia, <laughs> if you want... If, the, if you heard that last clip that we played of Anthony, and like, <laughs> it's not racist enough for me. Where can I find a little more racism? <laughs> if, Go to verygoodshow.org. Yeah, if you're, that's where you can find that sort of stuff. If you're into the RC Cola version of ONA, come, yeah. <laughs> yeah. come, come on over. Um, I don't know. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. We will talk to you guys I'm going to get crucified for this episode, by the way. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. Leave a comment, folks, because I want to see how often I'm called a liberal pussy. Oh, they will. And how often I'm called a racist. That'll be fun. Remember, I'm not a liberal. I do a Newsmax show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, talk to you next time on Why You Laughing. We all know that people are the same Yeah.
Zip it up and zip it out. We're 